0: Adam Fox is one of three finalists for the Norris Trophy. Can, should, and will the New York Ranger defenseman win the trophy for the second time in the last three years? We discussed that on today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Also going to be looking ahead to the start of the Hartford Wolfpack taking on the Hershey Bears in a best-of-five division finals. Basically the equivalent of the second round if you're looking at the Stanley Cup playoffs. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 825 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So obviously we got a lot to talk about today and figure we'll just go ahead, dive right into it, talk about Adam Fox and his, uh, his bid to win his second Norris Trophy overall and also what would be his second in three years if uh, he indeed does win capture the trophy here and look I know some Ranger fans after the the showing in the playoffs this year they're a little bit down on Adam Fox Uh, I thought in particular he had a really rough game seven didn't really think he was that bad other than that I mean you know a couple of hiccups here and there and obviously there were some games where uh, the Rangers as a whole just didn't play well and Adam Fox could be included in that Um, but yeah game seven was really rough him and Kreider uh, basically just got outworked by Palat on the first goal of the game by the Devils, and it basically just snowballed from there. And uh, Devils, of course, beat the Rangers four 0 in Game Seven. Uh, this is also a good time to point out the fact, though, that the playoffs have absolutely nothing to do uh, when it comes to these regular season awards, and that's what the Norris Trophy is. It's a regular season award. Anything that happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs is completely irre- irrelevant. Excuse me, uh, with regards to you know awards like the Vesna, the Norris, the Hart, whatever it might be. Um, so we can take all that happened in the playoffs off the table as uh, as far as Adam Fox is concerned and as far as his bid to win this award is concerned. Um, you know, I, I know that obviously Fox struggled in the playoffs. And, and while we're on the subject here, you know, we'll get back to the regular season numbers that Fox put up, and we'll compare and contrast him to the other two uh, finalists here. But I did want to just kind of mention something because, you know, in the aftermath of, uh, you know, the Rangers' playoff loss to the Devils, uh, a lot of fans are obviously very emotional, very upset, uh, very angry that, uh, you know, the Rangers played the way that they did, that they gave away the 2 nothing lead, and that they got eliminated in the first round uh, during a season where a lot of fans thought that this team might contend for a Stanley Cup championship. Obviously, they fell well short of that. But I, I did see this narrative, you know, it wasn't— a ton of people but it was enough that I wanted to acknowledge it on social media where you know people are claiming that Adam Fox is not a big game defenseman and he chokes in the playoffs and this that and the other thing I want to just kind of debunk that real quick uh 30 career playoff games for Adam Fox so far with the Rangers uh he has scored five goals and has 26 assists so more than a point per game in the playoffs for a defenseman in Adam Fox uh he's also a plus two in that time and it just kind of you know, highlight some of his big moments in the postseason. He had last year against the Penguins. Uh, he had at least one point in all seven games of that seven-game series against Pittsburgh. Three goals and seven assists in those seven games. That also included uh, a goal in Game 5 that essentially brought the Rangers back from the dead. They were down 2 nothing, down 3-1 in the series. And uh, that goal that Fox scored... Cut the Pittsburgh lead to 2-1 to one in that game, and the Rangers were on their way to uh, to rallying at that point. Uh, game 6, when the Rangers were facing elimination against the Penguins, all Adam Fox did was pick up a grand total of 4 assists in that game. 4 assists with his team facing elimination on the road. And then uh, in Game 7, same series. It's all one series, by the way. All the same series against the Penguins uh, in the overtime period. Obviously, we know Artemi Panarin uh, scored the game-winner. In that game seven overtime, and Adam Fox was the one who got the primary assist on that play. Uh, You also look at the series against the Canes last year. Between games three and seven uh, against Carolina, quiet first couple of games, but the Rangers were quiet in those two games as well. Uh, Between games three and seven against the Canes, two goals and six assists for Adam Fox. Four points in game six and seven combined when the Rangers were facing elimination. So I'm picking up on a pattern here. You know, Adam Fox is a big game defenseman and seems to be at his best uh, when the Rangers are facing elimination. Obviously, game seven against the Devils, notwithstanding this year because he did have a rough night. But for the most part, uh, this is somebody that has been very, very consistent and very, very good uh, when the lights are at their brightest, when the Rangers in particular are facing elimination. Even this year in the series against the Devils, obviously lackluster performance overall for the Rangers. Uh, Very disappointing end of the season, but Adam Fox with eight assists in the seven games against the Devils. And I know people are upset about what happened in the playoffs, and uh, believe me, I'm right there with you, but let's not try to rewrite history here and act like Adam Fox has never done anything big for the Rangers uh, in a big game because it just simply is not true. As far as this season is concerned, uh, for Adam Fox being one of the three finalists, for the Norris, I certainly think it's a well-deserved nomination. There were a lot of really good defensemen in this league this year, and uh, a lot of guys that you could make, you know, a case for as far as being one of the finalists. Uh, but it's going to be the three finalists: Fox, Eric Carlson, and Kale McCarr. And, and to just kind of go over what Fox did in the regular season this year, he played all 82 games, which is an impressive feat in and of itself. This is obviously very physically, very mentally demanding sport, and so anytime that anybody's out there for all 82, I think you got to give them props for that. Uh, had a career-high 12 goals. He also had 60 assists, which was just three fewer than he had last year. Uh, 72 points, which is two fewer than he had last year. Uh, Career-best plus 28. Uh, career-high shooting percentage at 7.5%. His average ice time was 24 minutes and 23 seconds. Second highest of his career. Also had 125 block shots, 25 hits, and 88 takeaways against only 74 Giveaways, just another stellar year for Adam Fox, one of the absolute best in the league. Uh, obviously, you know, I know right now, too, with with the cap crunch and everything for the Rangers, uh, people are kind of... Fixing in on guys that are making a lot of money and, you know, can can we trade this guy and can we trade that guy? And um, I I saw, again, this is just a very small collection of Ranger fans, but I saw somebody float the idea of, well, you know, of all the high paid players and all the the pillars of this team, Adam Fox is the only one that doesn't have a no move clause of any kind and he's making nine and a half million dollars a year. No, we're not going down that road. Adam Fox is not getting traded. You would never in a million years get fair compensation uh, for Adam Fox, even if you did want to trade him. And honestly, I can't even blame teams for not wanting to give up what it would take to get Adam Fox because, you know, I mean, it would obviously be a lot. Adam Fox is an elite defenseman, elite two-way defenseman. Players like Adam Fox do not grow on trees. And when you have one on your team— uh, you do your best to lock him up. And I, I thought it was a brilliant move to to get him signed long-term, which is what the Rangers did uh, an offseason ago here. And uh, he's going to be a Ranger for for a long time, I would imagine. I, I can't see any um, you know situation, any scenario where he ends up playing on a different team. And again, it was a very small contingent of Ranger fans that were tossing that idea around on social media. I can always appreciate creative ideas, but no, Adam Fox needs to stay uh, with the New York Rangers. I think it's certainly money well spent. Um, again, just do, do it all defenseman, great passer, moves the puck, uh, seems to see the ice very well, very high hockey IQ, very good skater. Uh, I've, I've talked about in the past, I think he's about as good as anybody at defending odd man rushes. And another point that I've made in the past, if you're an NHL general manager, and you could just push a button and any defenseman in the league is on your team, Uh, I think a lot of guys are going to be going with Adam Fox, and there's some other good ones for sure. But when you consider uh, his all-around game as well as his, uh, you know, age, I believe right now, what is he, 25? Yeah, still only 25 is Adam Fox. So, uh, yeah, I think he would be very high up there uh, if you, you know, got an honest answer out of, you know, the 32 NHL general managers that are currently employed by teams right now. Um, But, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Fox is – racked up a good amount uh, of accolades. But in just a second, I do want to look at his fellow nominees. That would be Eric Carlson and Kale McCarr and uh, offer a prediction for who I think is ultimately going to uh, win the Norris this season. We will do that in just a second. But first, gotta let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you're about to have. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we just want to go ahead and Thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for the everydayers, uh, very much looking forward to tomorrow's episode as well. Hartford Wolfpack gonna be in action. Game one against the Hershey Bears, best of five series, and uh, we're gonna break down whatever happens there. I was able to order uh, AHL TV and uh, plan on watching that game later tonight. So very much looking forward to that and seeing how uh, how far. Uh, you know, the Wolfpack can can take this Cinderella run because they're obviously off to a heck of a start uh, so far in the playoffs. But as for right now, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I think it's only fair if we kind of, at least briefly, look at the other two, um, you know, finalists for the Norris Trophy and just kind of compare and contrast here. Eric Carlson, and a little bit of a spoiler here. He's probably going to win the award and it's probably the right choice um, to just kind of go through his stats really quick here. 82 games for Carlson, same as Adam Fox. They both, uh, you know, played the entire season. 25 goals for Carlson, 76 assists. So a total of 101 points uh, in 82 games for Eric Carlson. Now, despite getting 101 points, he was a minus 26. But I feel like that's mainly the case of him just playing on a really, really bad Sharks hockey team, which is, I mean, let's just be fair here. That's what they are right now. Um, And it kind of leads me into... uh, you know, something else that I want to debate here because th- there's been some chatter in recent seasons and I think rightfully so where, you know, certain fans kind of uh, lament the idea that the Norris Trophy seems to always just go to the defenseman with the most points or, you know, those are the three finalists, the three uh, defenseman with the most points. And that's not the case this year. You know, Adam Fox and Kale McCarr were like, Six and seven, seven and eight, as far as most points are concerned, uh, something like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think it's certainly uh, worthy of a discussion where, you know, the Norris shouldn't just go to the defenseman that has the most points. You know, we do have the Selkie Award, which goes to best defensive forward. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe there's a way to, um, you know, do a kind of award... I mean, we have the best defensive forward, so maybe you create an award for the best offensive defenseman and you give that out, and then the Norris Trophy just goes to the best all-around defenseman. And there are seasons where that might end up being the same person, but I don't think it's a bad idea to do that, and you can just kind of get the Norris back to what it's supposed to be, best all-around defenseman. However, for this season, with the fact that Eric Carlson got 101 points, I think he kind of has to be the guy. His 101 points were 25 more than Quinn Hughes and Josh Morrissey, who each had 76 points on the season. When you break 100 points as a defenseman and you have a 25-point lead on the next closest guy to you, I think the Norris is probably yours. Uh, unless you are just a unbelievable defensive liability and, and it's just a nightmare every time you're on the ice and you're expecting the other team to get a goal. Uh, and, unless it's that extreme, you're probably the Norris winner. And I think, uh, you know, given the season that Eric Carlson just had and doing it on a bad team, mind you, a, a team that, uh, where did they finish? Were they last in their de- they were second to last in their division. I had to check my little standings board over there. But they, they finished in front of the Ducks, you know, but but they were obviously not a good team. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that having a season like that where you produce that many points as a defenseman and you do so in spite of the fact that, uh, you know, you're playing on a team that just isn't very good, uh, I think that certainly... Uh, That award probably belongs to you, excuse me. Uh, Kale McCarr, you know, just kind of look at him. He only played 60 games, but he did have 17 goals, 49 assists. So 66 points in 60 games, and he was a plus 16. Uh, You can't really go wrong with any of these three nominees, Adam Fox included. But uh, like I said, I I think Carlson probably should be the winner and probably will be the winner uh, this season. you know, again, you can, there's other defensemen even beyond that. I, I know a lot of people were, I mean, not a lot of people, but certainly there were some people looking at Morrissey and thinking that he should be up for the, for the Norris this season. Uh, there, there's some unbelievable defensemen in this league, um, but I, I do think that we're probably looking at a situation where, based on the fact that he had 101 points as a D-man, Eric Carlson is probably going to be the guy. But I would like to see that idea put into effect, maybe in the future here, where you give out an award like like I said, we got the Selkie for best defensive forward. Let's do something else for best offensive defenseman. You know, kind of the opposite of the Selkie. And I, I think you can give that out to Probably the guy that gets the most points, and then once again, the Norris can represent what it's made to represent, and that's the defenseman uh, with the best all around game uh, for the season. Anyway, we're gonna keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to shift our attention to the Hartford Wolfpack. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, they kind of, uh, you know, we, we talk about the Wolfpack every now and then on here, but obviously, this is locked on Rangers, and that's where the primary focus is gonna be. Uh, once the Rangers got eliminated from the playoffs, though, and you know, the Wolfpack uh, advanced. I did want to eventually shift our attention there, but then, of course, Jar Gallant gets fired, and we got to talk about that, and believe me, we're going to keep talking about Gallant going forward, uh, or not really Gallant, but rather the uh, Rangers head coaching vacancy and uh, go through a couple of the other nominees. If you missed yesterday's episode, go back and check that out. We took a look at Peter LaViolette, who I think might be the odds-on favorite to be the next Ranger coach, and we also looked at the... Uh, a completely dark horse, out-of-the-box candidate, and I think that would be Marc Messier. So we talked about both of them in great detail. We're going to talk about guys like Chris Knobloch in the future, uh, maybe Claude Julian. You know, we'll, we'll look around the league and, and see what the options are for this team. But uh, yeah, if you want my thoughts on LaViolette and Messier, you can find that in the most recent episode. But like I said, in a second, we're going to shift our attention to the Hartford Wolfpack as they uh, continue their march uh, hopefully to the Calder Cup, but we will see. And obviously, they're starting their next playoff series tonight against the Hershey Bears. We will get to that in just a second. All right, Hartford Wolfpack. So they had to uh, to get to where they are now. And again, they are in what I guess could be considered the third round of the AHL playoffs. A couple of teams get buys. A couple of teams have to play a best of three in the uh, first round. The Wolfpack had to do that. They won that series two games to none. Uh, They then went on to what can be considered the second round or the round of 16, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Best of five. They got up 2-0, lost game three, won game four at home to once again advance. And now they play the Hershey Bears in the round of eight, the third round. Uh, It's the equivalent of what the second round would be of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So basically right where we are uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But bottom line is, you know, they've obviously played very well here. They are uh, let's see, that would be 5-1 and one in the playoffs. And you know there's a lot going on here because, yes, it's cool to see the Wolfpack make a deep run in the playoffs in and of itself. I mean, that's just fun. And obviously the Rangers, they went out, so we can turn some attention to the Hartford Wolfpack, shine a spotlight on them a little bit. But there's uh, some interesting developments as well. Chris Knobloch, you know, he's the coach of the Hartford Wolfpack, and he is also somebody who could be in the running to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers. Uh, by all accounts, him and Chris Jurier are pretty tight. Um, Drury's a big fan of his, and Knobloch, you know, he's been with the Wolfpack for a while. He was the... Interim coach for the Rangers. I forget the exact phrase used for it. I, I don't know if interim was right. But basically, you know, a couple of years ago, David Quinn and the entire Ranger coaching staff got COVID, couldn't be around the team for obvious reasons. And so they had to throw together, you know, a makeshift coaching staff, basically. So Knobloch nah was coaching the Rangers. Uh, Chris Jury was actually on the bench too as an assistant coach. But listen, I mean, the farther that the Wolfpack go in the playoffs here, if they end up winning a championship, I, I gotta believe that can only bode well for Knobloch and his chances of eventually coaching the Rangers. I mean, he's had a you know a solid season with the Wolfpack this year. They they, they weren't like one of the top teams in the AHL at all in the regular season, but if they make a playoff run here, uh, that's gonna look very good for him. And uh, I'm sure the Rangers will be impressed by that. And it can only strengthen his case to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers. And we'll get to Knobloch in greater detail in a future episode. But I just wanted to throw that out there for the time being. Uh, Speaking of people, you know, improving their stock within the Ranger organization, looking at this playoff run for the Pack so far, I don't think anybody has done that to the extent that Dylan Garan has. Dylan Garan, the goalie for the Wolf Pack, he was a fourth-round pick by the Rangers back in 2020. And, you know, he's had some mixed results since being drafted by the Rangers, Uh, even this year with the Wolfpack. Not great stats. He he played 32 games, uh, goals against average of 3.01, a save percentage of 894, and a record of 13, 14, and 3 to go along with three shutouts in the regular season. But in the playoffs this year, he's taken his game to a whole new level. Uh, he's played all six of Hartford's games. And just like the team, he has a record of 5-1 and one in the playoffs. He's got a goals against average of 1.17 in these six playoff games and a 9.54 save percentage. A little bit of a small sample, but obviously this looks good. I mean, this is somebody who scuffled a little bit at times in the regular season and is seemingly at his best here uh, in the playoffs when the lights are their brightest that they're going to get in the AHL. And it also kind of begs the question, could we see Dylan Garan with the Rangers next season? I I would imagine they'd probably want to go with a backup to start the season, whether you bring back Yaroslav Halak, uh, Louis Domingue is still under contract. Halak, by the way, is a UFA and uh, he is getting older, but he had a good season. So you can make a case for, uh, you know, having Halak stick around. is still under contract for another season, although, you know, he scuffled a little bit in the AHL this season. Uh, do they look for another veteran backup to back up Igor Shosturkin, or do they give Dylan Garan a chance? He is only 20 years old. Again, I get the feeling that they would want him to get a little bit more seasoning in the AHL, but I, I wouldn't rule it out either. It's at least possible, and uh, we'll see how the Rangers look to play it uh, next season. But again, just like with Knobloch being maybe the next Ranger coach, uh, Dylan Garan being the next Ranger goalie, or, or backup goalie at least, um you know, he's, he's certainly improving his chances by what he's doing uh, so far in the playoffs here. As far as other, you know, top performers for the Rangers here in uh, the Wolfpack playoff run, you've got Tim Gettinger. It feels like every year he ends up with the Rangers just for a quick cup of coffee and uh, gets sent back down. Uh, I don't believe he played any games with the Rangers this season. I don't have that in front of me right now. But uh, so far in the playoffs here in these six games, Gettinger has two goals and five assists. He's also a plus seven. Uh, you got Tanner Fritz, a goal and six assists. He's a plus six. 28-year-old left winger Anton Anton Blyde. He was traded in March of this year from the Rangers uh, or to the Rangers from the Avalanche in exchange for Gustav Ridal. He's played 84 career. NHL games and is a UFA after this season but uh he's had a strong playoff run for the Wolfpack as well. Uh Lori Pahuniemi and this one's kind of interesting because a report surfaced not that long ago that he is going to be leaving the Ranger organization after uh the Calder Cup playoffs conclude here and will be joining the SHL. Uh, Pahuniemi is 23 had 19 goals and 19 assists in 58 regular season games with the Hartford Wolfpack this season. In the playoffs so far, uh, three goals, two assists in six games. And uh, just for some context, he was taken in the fifth round by the Rangers in 2018. Uh, Was going to be an RFA with arbitration rights this summer, Uh, but it looks like he will instead head back to the SHL when the season ends, which is unfortunate. He's somebody that's always kind of intrigued me a little bit, Um, but it sounds like, uh, like I said, if if the report is to be believed, he will be leaving uh, the Ranger organization once uh this Hartford Wolfpack run concludes whenever that might be uh defenseman Ty Emberson uh he's got two goals and three assists in six games so nice nice run for Emerson there Zach Jones obviously that's a familiar name for Ranger fans he's got two goals and three assists in the five games Jones had a pretty nice year for the Wolfpack 54 games eight goals 23 assists so uh 31 points he was also a plus 16 and uh the Rangers have to be hoping that this seasoning that Jones got in the AHL this year will eventually translate to NHL success. Jones obviously made the Rangers out of training camp last season, was splitting some time with Libor Hayek. Eventually, the two of them were both kind of pushed out of the picture. Ben Harper took over. Nico Mikola was traded for. So uh, Jones was a little bit the forgotten man. But I know that Ranger fans certainly have not forgotten about him altogether. And you got to figure he'll at least be in the running uh, to claim an opening night roster spot uh, for this upcoming season. I-, I thought for sure, you know, when the Rangers were striking those deals for Tarasenko and for Kane. I had a feeling that Zach Jones was probably going to be in, involved in one of the trades would be included. Um, you know, decent prospect for the Rangers, former third round pick. And uh, they found a way to Chris jury and the Rangers to not have to include Jones uh, in either of those trades. So he's still here. And like I said, I, I think he'll get a shot at it next season. Mikula is probably going to walk in free agency. You would have to think. So as far as the sixth defenseman spot is concerned, I mean, that basically leaves you with either Harper or Jones Or, you know, maybe Libor Hayek. I mean, he has nine lives. We all know that. Maybe he works his way back in there. Uh, We'll we'll see how the whole thing shakes out. Maybe there's a a dark horse that we're not even thinking of. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think Jones will certainly be able to throw his name in the hat as far as uh, the sixth defenseman job going into next season. Uh, Will Cooley? He had a big regular season with the Hartford Wolfpack, 25 goals and 20 assists in 69 games. Was also a plus 10 uh, so far, though just one assist in the six playoff games. So I uh, mean, Will Cooley can uh, can get it going a little bit in this series, and uh, he's another guy that that you know going into next season. If I had to predict, I don't think he would make the Rangers opening night roster, but once again, I would not rule anything out. It's going to depend on uh, how the dominoes fall here. Do certain Ranger forwards get traded? Um, do certain guys move on in free agency? How many openings are there going to be um, in the you know twelve spots, the twelve forward spots uh, that the Rangers have going into opening night next season? I think that could have a lot to do with uh, whether we see Cooley at the start of next season or not. You've also got Adam Sakura. He was the Rangers' second round pick from this last year, uh, and he played in four games in the playoffs so far with the Wolf Pack, has one assist. Uh, Sakura also played in two games with the Pack in the regular season, no points in those two games, but cool to see him uh, getting a shot with the Wolf Pack now. Uh, I should also mention Bren Othman, because he's not with the Wolf Pack right now, but he still could end up there before the playoff run begins. Uh, his team in the OHL, the Petersboro Peets, have advanced to the OHL finals, uh, which I believe they also start tonight, Thursday night. Uh, more on that in just a second. But Othman this year, uh, 56 total games between the Flint Firebirds and the Petersboro Peets. And in those 56 games, had 29 goals, 38 assists. So 67 points in 56 games. Last year, he had 97 points in 66 games uh, with the Firebirds. So it almost sounds like kind of a small amount this year, but still a phenomenal season for Othman. Again, 67 points in 56 games. Uh, I would be stunned if we don't see Brian Offman with the Rangers at some point next season. You never really know for sure, but it's getting to the point where there's not really a whole lot left for him to do in the OHL. I mean, he's just skating circles around people. It's like playing a video game and setting the difficulty to rookie. Uh, That's what Offman's pretty much doing right now. Uh, Regardless of whether it's with the Firebirds or the Peets, he's just tearing up the OHL. I mentioned a second ago, though, um, that his team, once again, the Peets, Heading to the OHL Finals, otherwise known as the J. Ross Robertson Cup Finals, uh, the Peets were down three games to two against the North Bay Battalion in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they won game six in overtime to stay alive. Othman in that game had two assists, including uh, the only assist on the overtime winner. So Othman with a big play to uh you know, keep the Pete's alive. And then in game seven, Othman scored what was his seventh goal of the playoffs to give the Pete's a two to one lead in the second period. Uh, North Bay ended up tying it at two, but the peets went on to win game seven by a final score of three to two and advance to the finals. And now the peets will take on the London Knights beginning once again here on Thursday night. It will be a best of seven. And again, the reason that this is so important is that Othman can join the Hartford Wolfpack whenever his OHL season concludes. So on one hand, you know, the selfish part of me kind of wishes that they had lost in the previous round because then he could be on the Wolfpack right now and get a taste of some AHL hockey and help the Wolfpack advance, presumably. Um, but, you know, obviously that didn't happen, and Offman gets to play in the finals, and I'm sure he's enjoying uh, that opportunity. So all the best there, and hopefully uh, he ends up winning a championship. Hopefully they just sweep their opponents, and then he can join the Wolfpack a little bit sooner. But bottom line, if the Wolfpack gets through this round, then Othman's season in the OHL will end before the Wolfpack's next series does, pretty much no matter how the whole thing shakes out with with either of those teams. Um, So yeah, bottom line... If the Wolfpack get through this round, very, very likely that we're going to see Brian Offman uh, playing for them, and that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, that's pretty much it, though. You know, they're they're ready to play the, the Hershey Bears. Uh, the Bears do have home ice advantage. They'll be home for games one and two and five if necessary. Uh, Pack will be home for game three and game four if necessary. But game one is tonight. Uh, very much looking forward to watching that. And for anybody else that might be thinking about checking it out, I basically just ordered AHL TV. Uh, you can do that just by going to their website and it's only uh, $29.99 and you can watch uh, you know, any of the remaining uh, playoff games for the AHL. And I'm going to be locked into uh, you know, the Hartford Wolfpack games and uh, very much looking forward to talking about whatever happens with the pack on tomorrow's episode, Friday's episode of Locked on New York Rangers. And we'll see what else we get into as well. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com and definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, it's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers and definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.